0: Blog Talk Radio. And good evening. My name is Ryan Miner. You're listening to a special episode of A Minor Detail. Oh, Oof. you sure got a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Oh. Well, I wonder who that oh, little step paper is. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol oh, Hill. Oh, Schoolhouse Rock. Well, it's a long, long
1: journey to the Capitol City. So I have with me my friend, Jason.
0: Now, come on, turn off. This thing sometimes doesn't work. Hey, Jason, how are you? I'm
1: alive. That's You're alive?
0: Hey, did you enjoy that Schoolhouse Rock?
1: It was... Slightly disconcerting.
0: That's fine. So I just <laughs> that's okay. I just want to welcome everybody. This is a minor detail, and Jason and I have been uh talking about doing a show for some time, and I hope this becomes something of the regular. And uh Jason uh Oh, wait. That was my... Uh, I hear... Sometimes I leave the link up on my my browser, and I can hear my background noise.
1: Oh, you're but, getting your own echo?
0: Yeah, I get my own echo. <laughs> but I should mention tonight that uh, you don't have your fan on, which is great. <laughs> it's also
1: winter, so, you know, a fan is less than necessary.
0: Well... I've been meaning to bring you on for I mean you've been a guest panelist when we have done uh various talked about various issues and I always appreciate your commentary and you're here tonight and we're going to be talking some Maryland politics and I always enjoy your perspective because you give it to us straight you're 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 an honest guy and uh you have some a lot of thought behind what you say? So, I don't know. What do you want to talk about tonight, Jason?
1: Well, I think we should talk about the MD6 debate. After all, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, talking about.
0: Yeah, a little meta discussion
1: uh, there.
0: You came. You were there. Yeah. You you recorded it. I know.
1: Uh, it's a good thing you got the recording because my camera decided to eat a piece of it.
0: Really? What kind of camera <laughs> do you it was, have? It
1: was I, it was just an issue transferring the uh, the files.
0: Oh, no! Yeah. Just not...
1: some random thing happened, and I accidentally formatted it before I got all the files over. So um, I'm blaming the camera, but really, sometimes I'm just an idiot.
0: Hmm. Operator error. Yes. Well, no big deal. Equipment
1: failure between equipment failure between the keyboard and the chair.
0: So let me ask you: Did they give you press credentials?
1: No, but I didn't ask for any.
0: No, I didn't either. I didn't even realize I was supposed to have them until I showed up, and uh, they said, "Hey, there's these two tables. They're black, you know. They had the black tablecloths." And I said, "Hey, can I, you know, would you mind? I'm gonna sit on the end, and I'd like to just record the thing." And I did. I and I live broadcasted it on Blog Talk Radio. The sound. Um, I know that the MDG or the MCGOP. Uh, they broadcasted it, I
1: believe it was on they Periscope. They periscoped it, yeah. which, is a you... service, which is a service that I am aware exists, but I'm unaware of anything <laughs> else about it. So, I mean, I would have gone with a YouTube live stream. That's just me. People are familiar with YouTube. It's publicly accessible. I don't have the slightest idea how Periscope works. Maybe it works the same way, but more people are going to be familiar with YouTube, go to YouTube link, than I think would go with, what is this periscope thing are you going to be looking through my my backyard with a with a camera?
0: It's kind of yeah, it's an interesting name directions. and uh I yesterday I watched the comedian Andy Dick. He turned he just turned 50 apparently and he was Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Andy Dick is a comedian?
0: <laughs> I think he's funny. I think the guy's great.
1: But 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 he's not funny. <laughs>
0: I think he's funny. I like him. Have you ever seen the Andy Dick show? That was funny stuff.
1: Not really. The only Andy Dick thing I remember was that one episode he did on um, Star Trek Voyager.
0: (laughs) He he did a movie about four years ago. It was called Division Three, and it was all about it was a football movie. You just have to watch it. it. It fits my pattern of humor, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. But we're not here to talk about. Andy Dick, although we could compare a few people we know to Andy Dick.
1: Well, we know some dicks, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> their names aren't Andy.
1: No, and their names aren't Dick either. Yeah.
0: Uh, so why why do you want to come to the debate? I mean, you you're from Baltimore County, aren't you?
1: Yes, but I didn't realize other people would be filming. And generally these things aren't filmed. Generally they don't get a lot of press. Lot generally of there's know. I mean Yeah. Um uh Len Lazarick, whose name I actually remember. Yeah. Was at the uh was at the debate from the Maryland Reporter. He actually recognized me, which was confusing because normally that doesn't happen.
0: Um But you look different these days. I
1: different these days. <laughs> no, I don't. My hair is different. just obscenely long.
0: It's long. You have a you got this like I don't know. You have this dark kind of look to yourself. I didn't recognize you and I was like, "Wait a second, that's Jason." And then I I had to like do a double take. I'm like, "Wait, where does it look like him, but it was you." Wait a minute.
1: I've never actually seen him wear a suit before.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that. I was impressed. I got to tell you, you really you you look sharp.
1: Well, thank you. I actually can afford a suit now. That's nice. <laughs>
0: well, uh so you came from Baltimore County and you uh you watched you watched the debate. You sat up in the back and there's a lot of people there. There was like probably
1: over 100 people. Yes, there were well they they filled the room they filled the room to capacity and then they had people out in the lobby. That is not to say that it got an outstanding amount of attendance. Yeah. I was at the CD6 or the md two debate uh twenty twelve I think, and yeah. they probably had a hundred plus people in the room, but they were at the the del rio which is which has been bought and by somebody else and rebranded as some um some Mexican food venue or something i don't know it's not a restaurant, but like they do catering and they have i mean they still do catering they still do events, but I guess the food is now Mexican in origin as opposed to just being like generic American. Which is, you know, it is, it is what it is. If, if they if they make money off of it, good for them. I mean, that's, that's not that's not an issue. It's just changed. Um, but back when it was the Del Rio, now that I've gotten completely off topic, uh, they probably had a hundred plus people in the room, but the room was much bigger. I mean, mm. this is the second time that something in which Brian Griffiths has had a major hand and had a room that was perhaps a little too small. I got to say, it was an improvement from when he hosted the. Uh, the MD, the Maryland Young Republican Convention, it was not held in a room currently being used as storage. They got some hotel, they got a hotel conference room, so that was nice. But um oh, they have, uh, but and 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 just, I mean,
0: so, yeah, so, Brian so Griffith was there. Uh, he he was on the panel, and what I didn't talk I about didn't on the show last before. night, I figured we would cover this evening. <laughs> Brian Griffiths managed to earn himself a panelist seat through, ostensibly through giving money. Oh, wait, no, he didn't give money. Scratch that. No, he didn't give money. No, he
1: didn't.
0: He plugged it. He He just
1: plugged the debate. On the low, Um,
0: on, on, I mean, three people listened to Red Maryland Brian, (laughs) Greg, and. You know, I think another Brian, person. I don't even know who they are,
1: and, but and Brian's mom, who to be fair does love her yeah. son. I mean, that, I mean that 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 that's that's fine, but no. Um, I think my understanding is that Red Maryland provided the equipment, which did malfunction. There was there wasn't enough microphones for everybody. Um, the microphones the, that they had, the the panel nostalgia. microphones, did no no. no it, let me lay it out for the for, for the folks who have not yeah, bothered to watch the video and who have who were not there. Um the the, the the microphone for the panelists giving the interview did not work. Just didn't work. Um it would it would give you every like fifteenth syllable or something, like it would roll a twenty sided die and that was the next syllable you were going to get.
0: It was like but that's kinda what um,
1: it sounded like. Yeah, and and they had a grand total of four microphones. One was for the wasn't really a moderator, the person introducing and giving the giving the intro and the outro to the debate. One for the panelists, which didn't work, and then two for the eight um, candidates. If I remember correctly, it was eight, and not seven, that were on stage yeah. or not on stage. The, the the area that was serving as the stage.
0: You know um, what my favorite part was is when like in the very beginning when they did opening statements. Dr. Chang had to literally crawl over Harold Painter. That was funny. I was <laughs> sitting right there.
1: It was it was it was ridiculous. Like eventually and and Harold Painter demonstrated that he was a reasonably nice guy. Yeah, he would yeah. get up. He would get up so that Chang would be able to just move over to his seat so he could get to the microphone. Yeah. Um but yeah, they had two microphones for the eight panelists. Um they were uh, again going to the the uh, MD2 debate which I have the only film of in 2012. Yeah. Um, there were two microphones for five candidates. Uh, one of the candidates showed up about an hour into the 90 minute debate. And then one of them just gave it up. He was a Roy something or other, just a perennial candidate just gave it up and endorsed one of the other candidates on stage. Cause he was a veteran. So you had, you know, two microphones for three people, which was not unreasonable here. We had two microphones for eight people and that je- They didn't even have, they didn't even check to make sure that the microphones reached each seat. So the first time Chen tries to pull the the microphone to him, it stops because there's not enough cord. There's just not enough cord. So the guy goes over, he says, We'll we'll get this fixed. And apparently he didn't fix it because Cheng still had to move to Harold Painter's seat. So all the photos of this uh, um, Asian guy, I think he's Chinese, but I'm not sure this asian guy sitting at the table with yeah. Harold Painter um, that's not Harold Painter that's Scott Cheng
0: no that's Scott Painter Cheng he's
1: a, a is a big white guy um but uh just cuz the microphone didn't couldn't get over this, to Cheng's seat and and just oh my god
0: i'm sitting there and apparently i i was, it was i was sitting uh, there on the uh so if you if you're looking at the if you're looking at the table of candidates i was sitting all the way almost directly in front of Scott Chang on the left side.
1: Yeah, I was going to say uh,
0: that. And uh, I was right, to my immediate right was, I didn't have a left because it was a wall, but to my right was right. Lynn Lazarek. <laughs> I leaned over to him and I'm like, is this for real? Like, I'm like, you know, is this, what What the hell is going on? There, you know, it looks like Scott Chang was about to take a nap in Harold Painter's lap. Like, <laughs> it was funny. I mean, it was kind of like, come on uh, you know you, you got to get the microphones to work number 1
1: number like, 2 like, like at, a, at a at a minimum for an event venue you you need um uh some kind of temperature control which we did not have at the YR convention you need yeah. to have lighting which we had cuz it was daylight and there were windows um and and you have to have an a, a sufficient like sound so that people can hear you now i'm I'm just comparing the two because these are the two events I know that Griffiths had a hand in setting up um
0: disaster
1: at 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 the y r convention It was a closet, so we didn't need any amplification <laughs> at the, the debate. It was a fairly large room and, and many of the candidates don't know how to project and that's fine i mean it's uh, voice training does take some effort that's why they call it training yeah. um so they they needed to make sure the microphones were but uh, like, like I've been saying, I'm fairly certain, but I, I'm not a hundred percent sure it was Red Maryland equipment. They didn't even check to make sure that it reached every seat. And it's like this is this is this is debate setup one oh one. You have to make sure that your stuff works. I mean, even even just nothing else, you have to make sure that, that you've got the fundamentals down.
0: Jason, maybe they could have held the microphones together with the blue duct tape. <laughs>
1: This is this is a reference of course to the they had the uh, the the Montgomery County GOP had the sign for their the the central committee up above the candidates it was all the way over to the left roughly above Harold Painter Scott Chen and Chris Mason who was sitting to Harold Painter's uh or I the think office, to the right to the right from the audience perspective right um so it was it was grossly off center and then it was just kind of – and I'm not talking about blue duct tape where they just, like, made the tape parallel to the sign so it looks like maybe this it has a blue border or it's just got, like, a like a tic-tac-toe, like a cross-stitch type thing where it's just extending past the sign a little bit. No, they just kind of, like, grabbed some tape, slapped it up there, and it's like you've got some 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 crosses here, and then there's one cross that's got an extra strip through it because there wasn't enough tape or it didn't hold. And it's like – it 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 it, it, it 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 took it would have it took more time to put that sign up and make it look bad than it would have taken to put that sign up and make it look not awful. Every, everybody, now, was fair, at it. everybody was looking
0: Everybody was looking at. To be at it. fair, I, mean,
1: I think I think the blue tape was painter's tape, which is designed to come off. The adhesive's not too strong, and it's designed to come off without damaging the material underneath. That's yeah. why it's blue, because you're supposed to be able to identify it quickly after you've painted it over so I think I think that's that's why it was blue and not like a shipping tape or something, Because they didn't want to damage the wall, and that's fine, but that was just like what it's like a third grade kind of we had to stick this here, and we didn't know what we were doing. I don't know.
0: Do you think it was an unprofessional debate?
1: <clears throat> well,
0: I mean, let's go into was some, that
1: there were some questions there. Yeah. <laughs> Chang calling over painter, yes, yes, you've got one candidate. How bad for Dr. Chang?
0: Had, he's a nice had, guy
1: had a i'm I'm sure he was a nice guy, unfortunately, his English is somewhat lacking, so I have difficulty in understanding what he's saying and i'm mm. and I'm not trying to be mean here, honest to God, I'm not I know. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he has a thick accent. You're a are, guy, you' know? not, not, a hard time understanding the guy, you know who a hard time. Who don't know, but he's English is a is is a language that he has not actually learned to speak fluently. He may speak fifteen other languages. I don't know. That's, that's not the issue. I think he's. Uh, but I mean, right. from
0: Phil Bell. I mean, I I talked to Phil Bell offline, and uh, I just wish uh, you know he Phil Bell had a lot of great things to say. I don't really know Doctor Chang. But um, like I said, I talked to Phil Bell, who was a panelist on the show last night, and he said that he worked with him. He's a great guy, and you know, that's you know I I can see that. But you're right; there is a running for the sixth congressional district. I don't know if he's out and about campaigning. I don't know much at all, but I think that I don't think that he has. I don't think he's going to win. <laughs> I just well, I don't think he's going to win.
1: E- even even leaving that aside, because I mean. Yeah. It's just 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 a language issue. It's not a prediction, it's not an assessment, it's a fact that he does not speak English fluently. And like I said, two PhDs, very smart man, I'm sure. And yeah This is not oh my god, look at the I only speak one language and I might be good at speaking that one language, but there are people who speak thirty. That's not the issue. The issue is if you're going to run in a in, in a country where English is a predominant language, you need to have a sufficient command of the language so that people can easily understand you.
0: Yeah, And that was
1: just... I'm not sure why he decided to run
0: I think he's going to run again for something.
1: Is this his first campaign?
0: No, I think it's his second, but I think he's preparing himself to build his name recognition enough that people recognize him for an office down the road, maybe in 2018. He ran in 2014. (laughs)
1: The, the the catch with that is you can't you can do that maybe once or twice, but then you have to win or you're just a perennial. Then no. you're Robin Ficker. You know, what Man. what are we running for this year? ah whatever's available. You know.
0: <laughs> Robin Ficker was was pretty contained, wouldn't you say?
1: I don't know Ficker enough to know if that was contained. I know every other third I, I know that um Two out of every three words he said was were the words Stern Maryland. Never mind, this is in Montgomery County, this is what we classify as Southern Maryland. He's talking about Western Maryland every time he opens his mouth. Even when he jumps in and he tries to chide the moderator for something. I'm here for Western Maryland and that's not fair. You know, it's just kind of a reflexive and people started laughing at like honest to God.
0: Were they laughing with him our, or at him?
1: No, no, straight up laughing at him because he would get up and he would say Western Maryland, and people would just start laughing—not not uproarious laughter, but just, just some quiet chuckles. Like this guy, yeah. what's why is he harping on Western Maryland so much?
0: She talked to Brian Griffiths. I know you guys are friends.
1: No, I I, I try and avoid him. I I don't want to get the I, I, I don't want to get the slime on me. Yeah, I you know
0: here's the I'm, thing I used I'm to afraid,
1: um, I'm afraid it might be corrosive.
0: You have some history with Red Maryland, uh, and it goes back a while. You've written a lot of <laughs> you've written a lot of funny. St- I mean, not, I don't mean funny, but it it comes across. I mean, I laugh because it's true. But
1: well, some of it some of it you're actually supposed to laugh. Some of it is actually intended to get to get a laugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: not I'm not going to lie when I when I some of my writing I'm actually. Trying for some humor, especially when the when the when the topic is as depressing as Brian Griffiths decides to tear down the newly rebuilding organization that he burned to the ground while he was head of it. You know that that's just a depressing topic. Did he destroy the Young
0: Republicans, Jason? You have a you have a better handle on this than I do.
1: Did he destroy them?
0: Yeah, in Um, Maryland. (laughs)
1: You got to you gotta remember, I came to Maryland in 2010, the very tail end of two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have, you know, the the full history. I know the chair, I know there was one chairman between him and Nicolae Ambrose, where it was an active organization across the state.
0: He, he and didn't get along. Be, they didn't get well, along not, very well. I'm,
1: I'm not surprised. Nicolae ran the Young Republicans and used it to propel. Not I don't Used it used it is not correct. Um she was able to trade on her success with the young Republicans convince I like people that. to make her to, to convince people to, to let to, to get her into the, the national committee woman seat. Mm. Um there was one chair between her and Griffiths um <clears throat> and at Griffith's tenure, I first met him in twenty twelve while working with the Lawler campaign. You um, like the guy? At,
0: who Griffiths. when you first met no. him No. okay
1: no when I when I first met him I did not know who he was I didn't know he was the guy who whose sole report of the Charles Lawler for governor announcement tour was the fact that the tour bus had the license plates from Delaware um <clears throat> that that's it that was the whole report was that oh uh, Charles Lawler's announced for governor his bus tags are from Delaware isn't that stupid yeah um, I didn't I didn't know that was him <clears throat>
0: They hated, they hated Lawler. I mean, Red Maryland really
1: went after him. Well, um, Mark Nugent was working for them at the time, and he was on Hogan's payroll, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, they
0: like didn't Mark. disclose
1: that, of course. They didn't disclose that, of course. They actively concealed that, that there was a conflict of interest between Red Maryland and the Hogan campaign when yeah. they endorsed Larry Hogan.
0: They should have done. But anyway,
1: <laughs> back to when I first met him. I met him at the 2012 YR State Convention. They had it in like a... Uh, classroom at uh UMD or somewhere south. I don't I I I don't know. I didn't I wasn't paying attention. Um I just knew where it was and that was it. Um but I, I mentioned that uh <clears throat> something about how the YRs didn't get a good turnout because everyone there everyone at that event was either there, <clears throat> there were two little old ladies, um everyone else was campaign staff or speaking. And there was one crank who kept talking about the Kennedy assassination. And <laughs> like, swear to God, there was this fifty-year-old guy at the YR convention.
0: And, Roger you know, William was Hale. The
1: C- no, it wasn't Hale. It was it was some. It wasn't uh, it, honest crazy, not actually successful at being a lawyer, and also crazy. Um, but you know, <laughs> I said, and, and and the CIA killed Jack Kennedy, and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> but anyway. Um. um it was it was uh, him and part of his his uh, executive board. I didn't realize at the time that he was the chairman. I didn't know who he was, so I said something about, you know, uh, I guess I heard the treasurer's report or something, and, and I said, "Well, that's not not a very good showing here," or something. And he says, "Well, the national wires are even more of a mess." And I'm like, "Wait a minute!" I what? could hear
0: him saying that too, like, and, "Ah, the wires <laughs> are all oh, they're they're a mess."
1: They're, <laughs> like, I, I then ran into him later at uh, another panel yeah. in Frederick uh, for the Western YR Club, which was one of the two clubs that were left at the time. Yeah. And uh, this was this was in a nook of a cranny of a side of an alley in a side street around the corner of like a main road in Frederick or something. It was like a community yeah. center. It was a very it was a, it was a it was a very nice place. But finding it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I, I I said to Griffiths, you know, well this this venue was kind of hard to find. And he says, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. I wouldn't have picked this location. It's not my fault. Like, and I'm and and then I found out that he was the YR chair, and I'm like, you threw your 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 superiors under the bus, and you threw your subordinates under the bus. Like, he didn't even try and stand up. As well, we're having some tough times, but we're working on it, you know. Or at the at the Frederick thing, he could have said it's a very nice. Event very nice convention they had they had a full spread they had a uh, like a roast beef uh, the cuts or whatever very nice
0: mm. okay and,
1: uh, and and there were tons of ways he could have defended it and so, said well they they wanted to have a nice event and this location was very inexpensive well we, we could use this location for free but he's I so I'm. That was my first experience with Griffiths. Was that he will throw anybody else under the bus. He won't stand up for anybody, even tell when us. they're a part of his organization.
0: So, I love when you tell this story, and I, and look, I like Brian Griffiths. Uh, I I said we've sat what in the you many many you a times. Or no, I I like the guy. I mean, I really did. I I I didn't have any problems with him, but my issues, I guess. They started to the build and then, you know, I just I sat back and watched and then I saw what he did the other night. I've saw, I've I've watched what he has, he's tried to do with other candidates and I, I you know, I I kind of like what Chris Mason said. I'm a like I'm a nobody and really, I'm just a guy that has a a microphone in his online blog and probably there's, you know, people tune tune in and I I, I have a feeling that I I think I'm a genuinely fair person, and Brian Griffiths, like I don't know he's what his agenda. Him. He's not a, he's not a fair guy. He does these duplicitous and and you know sleazy things, and that's what people, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of Maryland politicos, and people don't like the guy, and I and and it's just that they don't like red Maryland because they they have this ego, and it and I just want to say, guys, nobody listens to you. Nobody.
1: It was it was it was on Listen. your show where Joe Steffen said that he's never met he was he's never met a pair of individuals, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein, <laughs> who have a greater self regard for their ability in politics but are completely talentless and clueless. Something something yeah. along those lines. They think they're you know, in in the top league, but yeah. they can't even qualify for the all comers league. You know, just just show up and play. Not not you two.
0: Division you know, three.
1: But you said there was a, a, a funny story that you liked. You got to a tell. story.
0: Tell that I wanna I wanted to hear it. Uh-huh. I want to laugh. Make me laugh.
1: What was the story? You didn't specify the story. I've got lots of stories.
0: You you went to the Y R convention back in June when they were going through a transition and Mr Griffiths made a farewell speech. Oh God. You gotta tell this.
1: story. This is funny. Okay, so, so I, I have the whole thing written up, um, and, and you can find it. Yeah.
0: Um
1: <laughs> it's at the uh, just Google the Dark Tech Observer, you'll you'll find it. Um so Brian is giving this farewell speech and uh the first thing he does is he's he's he, he looks to the people who have just replaced him and his organ and and, and the four people he's got left in his organization and uh, he says i'm a little disappointed that people have not gotten involved in the past people who have been criticized critical have not gotten involved and we're all just kind of like wait a minute you're the reason we didn't get involved because we knew you'd undercut us so we did we 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 were working on replacing you before we got involved so he, he goes through that and then he says you know i'm I'm. I'm not leaving Maryland politics. I've still got Red Maryland. Red Maryland is the, Maryland's most trusted conservative voice. And I started laughing. And like there, were, there were only like 12 people in the room, and 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 uh, three of them were Griffiths people. One was Griffiths. Um, four were uh, replacing him. And like there were four or five Did, people. Didn't Beasley laugh? Keep notes on who was laughing. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean it was like Rachel Gingrich actually felt compelled to call for decorum yeah. after after after, after Griffiths basically flipped the new committee the bird and sa- and then followed up by saying I'm well respected and, yeah. and just got laughed at like straight yeah. up not, not the quiet chuckles that Robin Ficker gets when he stands up and says Western Maryland I have difficulty understand I have difficulty assessing whether or not uh uh Ficker is actually like leading the charge on um on on all those ballot measures and petitions and everything else he's talking about, or if he's you know, the classic joke about the politician is that when he sees the parade he grabs a baton and jumps in front. Like yeah, that's which one is he? Is, is he actually doing the work or is he just Prote- showing up think, once or twice and it's like, I did something.
0: Jason, do you think that the uh, the questions that Brian planned during the debate when he went after Ami Hober, you think that was a setup?
1: Well, uh, a lot of the questions were setups. I mean, it's, it, there's no question. The debate yeah. format itself. The debate format itself. For those who have not watched it, um, and you should because Miners got the video um it it was it was one panelist asks a uh, candidate what one panelist ask one candidate one question so you know they'd go through and and and, and they weren't working in any order they weren't working aesthetically they weren't working down the table they weren't no so um what ended up happening was that and I'm going to get to the the, the thing but I wanted to lay this out too yeah um what ended up happening was that Chang ended up getting a significant number of questions. A and lot. I don't mean his fair share of questions. I mean his fair share, painter's fair share, and Mason's fair share. Chang, I've talked about his language stuff. That's, that's, that's fine. But um, he's also, he doesn't hold political office. He doesn't have great great name recognition. He's not known as a major volunteer, to my understanding. He's, he's, he's just running. Um, and then on the other end, you've got David Vote, who your friend Joe Stefan doesn't like. I don't know why. Uh, Vote.
0: I could tell you uh, why, but that's for another he, show.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get that story out of you. Vogt right. is incredibly ambitious. There's no question there. Yeah, um, he is. But he is, currently, he is currently an elected official in Frederick County. He's a good guy. Um, He's a good Terry guy. Terry like. Baker. T- uh, and, and I'm... Not joking. He's he's incredibly ambitious, and he wants a congressional seat. Who Terry? You know no, um, vote. Vote. There's yeah. No he, question was,
0: there. he Hell, he, he ran he, against won, Bon Gino.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the ways he built up his name recognition. So he wanted to be smart. If, yeah, but if he if 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 he wants to, there are some people who want to get involved in Congress. Some people want to get involved at the state level. That's it's fine. However, they do it as long as they do a good job. To what I can see, vote has been doing a good job. I yeah. don't know much about Terry Baker. I do know that he is also an elected official. But most of oh. the uh, most of the questions, uh, Baker and vote were at the uh, from the audience perspective on the far right side. Cheng, Painter, and Mason were on the far left side. Far I mean, left, from really? the audience perspective. Oh. They're not politically, but physically.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I was yeah. Um
1: so So uh uh, uh Cheng, we've already talked about him. Uh painters running just a kind of 1950s era painter.
0: He's funny. I, I don't
1: I don't know him enough to to form an opinion about him He's personally. a smart guy.
0: Saying, people he ran last time and, you know, you run against Dan Bongino that you know, people just you know they say a lot but whatever uh i i interviewed harold had a great interview with him and uh he's put out a lot of substance whether you agree with him or not he's a nice guy yeah, I like what,
1: what i what i what i what i was going to say is he's running a kind of uh 1950s era protectionist uh we got to help our our working people by cutting off
0: man. trade
1: with other with other he said that a ton that was his catchphrase yeah. Oh, Robert Ficker says Western Maryland. Painter says working man, but Painter's whole pitch is built around that, so it doesn't yeah. stick out like a neon green thumb. <laughs> um, and then, and then you've got Mason, who's running this kind of anti-establishment kind of.
0: Mason wants to tear down the house.
1: Oh yeah, almost an anarchist-style campaign. There was one point he said, I I didn't wear a suit on purpose because. People in suits lie to you. Well, people not in suits lie to you too. Yeah. So that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I got they I told this from Ben. I, Brian I Griffith lied. 10, 10, he 10, 10. wasn't wearing a suit. <laughs> yes, he was. He, he
0: well, he was wearing what well, I don't know what that was, but he had a little he, tie on. He wasn't on.
1: wearing a lopsy suit anyway. Um, well, he but, lied. Uh, uh, Penn Gillette said once that he used to show up to events dressed like the plumber, and he eventually met up with um, the, the magicians with the tiger, Roy and um, Siegfried and Roy. And they always wore these glittery, super co- complicated outfits. And Gillette and realized. Like liver
0: tigers. Yeah.
1: You don't get dressed up to show yourself off. You get dressed up to make the event look good. You, you dress up so that the event. So the, uh, it, you, you dress up for the event, you don't dress up for yourself. Um, so not showing up in a suit, people do it, fine, but people who who take the campaign seriously, people who take their office seriously mm. will 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 dress well at any, the at any anyway. Is the effect of doing you, that? I don't think so. My my immediate response to, and people in suits lie to you, I'm like, well, you know what? People in suits, people who don't wear suits lie to me, too. So, I mean, what's the difference? Well,
0: um, does he know they that? Got,
1: they got, uh, but the point is, those three got not maybe not the majority, but a huge portion of the questions. And we've they got did. some guy nobody's heard of, some guy nobody heard of the last cycle he ran in and is running a, Kind of old-fashioned campaign that doesn't fly anymore, and some guy who's never going to win anything because he's always bashing the organizations he wants to join. So nobody <laughs> And then there was um, there was somebody else. Oh no 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 I got it. And then there was Frank. No there was there was Ami Holber. Yeah. And then there was Frank Howard. And then there was Ficker. And then Baker and vote. Ficker got an outsized number of questions. For being the guy who's run in every single race or in every single cycle since I have been alive, yeah, and has not and has not held office since I've been alive. Like the last time he won was the year I was born. Yeah, like he's not held. He has not True. won public office during during my lifetime. He won public office immediately before my lifetime began.
0: Wasn't like not since. was it like seventy eight something like that? 78. Okay. Well, he was in, it was a long time ago. And, it was an enormous time Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then you have then you have the serious candidates that are on the stage. And I'm not saying that everybody is unserious, but then you have candidates that have proven that are actually that they,
1: in it to win, not yeah,
0: to show off. Yeah, I mean, you have Ami Hober you've who's got, in this and to win it. You know, she's not got messing home. around. Yeah,
1: she's got money and she's got political connections.
0: Yeah, You're and you've got experience. who's
1: got who's got Bongino's organization, and you've got yeah, Baker that's... and Vote, who are both already elected officials. Yeah. Um, but what questions didn't go to the four also rans or the three also rans and the one crank? Um, <laughs> the crank went to um, Howard and Hober which is fine because they're two of the biggest names, but here's the thing. Uh, Vote and ba- Baker especially basically just got written off this entire debate as a result of the format. And um, it's kind of like the modern presidential debate where um, the the moderator asks one candidate, one question, but they try and at least be somewhat reasonable based on polling or whatever. So whoever, Whoever's already got the most attention gets the most attention, and that's not an unfair way to do it. Um, but uh, here it was kind of inverted where the people who didn't get anything, who, who had no support, no money, no experience, no recognition, no organization got the majority of the questions. Like it was kind of an inverse. If you've won office before, please go to the back of the room and shut, sit down and shut up. We might get to you at some point, sometime. I think during one section – I haven't conf- I haven't reviewed it, but I think during one section, like economics, uh, Baker didn't get a single question.
0: I don't know if he can answer and that question.
1: Even – well, if he can't, then he should be asked to demonstrate that he's unfit for the office. I mean this is pretty well, simple.
0: Well, that's what they tried to do. They tried – Brian Griffiths, in his peevish little ways, tried to – demonstrate that Ami Hober was unfit for the office. And I just – I watched that whole well, exchange happen. And But I, listen, I'm, I'm I'm sitting back and watching that. Okay, he asked a fair question, but then what he did in the aftermath, um, I, I just – like, Ami Hober has – nobody's ever taken on Brian Griffiths really like Ami Hober did. And she put out a definitive statement saying you should be ashamed of yourself. And it's like, Ami's not <laughs> – Ami hasn't been part of the Maryland Republican Party or the establishment, or she hasn't been around for you know like ten cycles, and she doesn't play. I mean, my perspective is she doesn't play by this like insider baseball stuff, and you know here she is, and no. she's just kind of like, you know what, screw this guy. I, I I said what I said. You don't like it, fine. You know, I'm gonna run my campaign. I got a lot of I got a lot of experience. I put my own money into this thing, and you know, here's Brian Griffiths out trolling her, sending out these articles is, saying the, the Sixth District deserves better. I just look at Brian, and I'm just like, dude, go away, shut up, shut up, guy. It is who it are is, you? It
1: is clear, it is clear that you are a Hober fan. At least no, at it's heart. not
0: that. No, but, it's not. I uh, like her. I like her personally. I like Frank Howard. But, I like Harold Painter, and I like David Vote well, personally. The rest of them, I don't know that well. But
1: setting setting that aside, um, Griffiths, what happened was Griffiths asked Hober and Hober exclusively, and asked nobody else. In fact, Vote Baker and I think Mason all fought each other, climbed over each other to try and be allowed to answer the question. Um, but yeah. they asked Hober if, if Griffiths said she was part of some left wing organization for women, mm-hmm. or whatever, and and they they support planned parenthood, so does she support Planned parenthood um her answer is a kind of traditional i don't act, i'm not actually pro life but I'm not pro choice either so just leave me alone kind of answer um yeah. she's she's she definitively said that she's not pro abortion, but she's also refused to say that she's pro life so Griffiths, you think it was a bad answer out of that. um I think it was somewhat evasive. I think you did have to do a little bit of reading, you had to apply a little bit of brain power to understand the answer and you had to have a little bit of political background to see what she was saying and and the history of those kinds of responses.
0: Well let me ask you I think if she
1: wasn't trying to evade the answer, she could have been clear and said, I'm I'm not she could have taken Hogan's position, which was basically, you know, that I don't care the
0: same. The, yeah, that, the, position. That,
1: that's not that's not something that we need to talk about right now. We have more important. We have more mm-hmm. pressing issues. We can't fix the abortion question one way or the other. It, well, we can't fix it.
0: Jason, let me ask you this. I mean, what can Congress really do about abortion? I mean, I know that people people in this election in this district they seem to care about the candidate's personal positions. And you know, I asked Omni Hovright. You know, I just said, hey, why don't you just? Can you give me this straight? Level with me. What are What are you? You know. And she said, At, she said, Ryan, I am, I am pro life. I believe that. You know, she she went through it, but she doesn't believe the federal government should be involved with
1: this. Well, and, she said, she said, she's personally pro life. Yeah. Which is which is the common dodge Democrats use. I'm personally pro life, mm-hmm. but politically I have to put that aside. But well, does that mean you're, you're pro abortion? Like, for when when, that is in fact the talk about dog whistles is a a common phrase now but if that that is if if anything is a dog whistle i am personally pro-life is a dog whistle telling people that you are actively pro-abortion so perhaps that's what he was running off of when he decided to to go all out on hober but uh He then he asked the question and then he came back and he said, I don't feel you actually answered the question. Are you pro-life? And at that point people got a little angry that he had come back and wasted everybody's time by asking the question again. He seemed to be one of the few people in the room that didn't actually understand the full import of her answer, which was basically, it's not an issue that's going to be on my radar. Look, if you are pro-life and that's your decisive issue you're not voting for Amy, Ho- or Amy Hober. That's that's just the end of it. And, and yeah. I'm sure she's made that calculation. I'm sure she's she's evaluated the the metrics there. If there are more people than she expects who absolutely want somebody who is pro-life, then uh, future candidates will have learned the lesson. But to and, and and he can't help but be petty when he does things like this. Yeah. He, came across as, as kind of gloating, like, aha, I got you. Yeah. But the whole thing is blown up in his face. I mean, Hober's gone after him. You've gone after him. Stefan yeah. just laughs at him on Facebook all the time. There's there's lots of stuff here that he doesn't seem to recognize that he took a shot without without taking ricochets into, into account. Like, he tried to blow up Hober's campaign, but all he did was turn Hober supporters against him. I mean, that's it. And he he didn't make any friends among the Howard or uh, the Howard camp or anybody else.
0: Oh, uh, they don't the, the Howard people. They don't trust him. Uh, the vote people. I mean, vote. You know, he's he's going to go on a show on Thursday, and you know, I don't know. He'll say his. Pro, I mean, I assume that David's going to say he's pro life. Um... And they're going to try to distinguish themselves. Vote
1: Vote is going on Red Maryland.
0: Yeah, he's going to him and Ficker on Thursday night. I mean, yeah. That
1: sounds (laughs) like a setup to me. Does that sound like a setup to you? Uh,
0: you know, I I I would if David vote if I were advising him and he were paying me to tell him political advice, I would say, you know, delegate vote. Why are you wasting your time going on a network that nobody listens to? Uh, more, more,
1: more, more than more than that, the fact that he's being paired with Robin Ficker suggests to me that uh, that that's that's not an accident. They're not pairing him with Ficker to make vote look good.
0: Look, this is um, I don't know. I mean, look at look at what Brian did, and when he sent – he sent so he sent um, the the Hober campaign. He asked them if they wanted to come on on Thursday night and. <laughs> They have a they have a previous commitment and so cause
1: like 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 he actually like like they, they they released I think you released it or Hober released it to you or something. Yeah, I reached out um, because I, I, started, I said um, yeah. Red Maryland Red Maryland sends out the message can you meet us or can you be on our show in uh less than one week at a specific time yeah. um for a specific time period. And Hober and Hober's campaign manager, whoever responded, writes back
0: We have Rain's a conflict right.
1: of interest we have a conf- We have a conflict of interest at that time. Yeah. Brian immediately runs out to Twitter and says, "Hober has refused to appear yeah. on Red Maryland. Yeah. That's not actually what she did. No. She said, "We're busy." She didn't we're busy. Say, we're not appearing on your show. We're, she said, "We've got something else going on at that exact moment. We and can't. Not we're not like, available." At that.
0: And Brian, I hate to tell you, you're really not the most important person in the world. I mean, she's out meeting voters in the 6th District. Uh, Brian doesn't even live here. Um, you know, he doesn't... Well, he, Red Maryland is not... It.
1: The, he's got it up his nose that he is he is the, the official conservative voice for the whole of Maryland. And if we're all kind of going to be status. as crooked and, and, and the backstabbing... His, no, he's not a statist. He's a narcissist. Not, mm. everybody, not everybody who disagrees with a libertarian does it because they love the state.
0: <laughs> um, it, 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 in,
1: in this case, it's it's simply because he loves himself. Yeah, uh, uh, he, he took does. he took one too many he took one too many self actualization courses in college, and now has an unhealthy obsession with not the mirror but rather his own byline.
0: Has he ever attacked you?
1: Not directly. Yeah,
0: he's a he. he I I expect the attacks to come. I don't know which way I, he. He assumes that he, – he called us a rump faction of liberal republicans that are still upset over the Michael Huff beating David Brinkley. And I just want to say, Brian, if you think I, that
1: I, – I, I don't even know who those people are. Like,
0: well, that's the point. I mean, I've, heard,
1: I've heard those names. I'm aware that those people exist, but I don't even know who those people are. Um, and. and, and yeah. Like if, if you're gonna if if you're gonna call the libertarian wing of the party liberal, um,
0: you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Someone among that wing knows where you can get better drugs. It's, it's um, that simple. Because the drugs the, the drugs you're currently on are 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 messing with your head a little too much. You have to take too much to get high. Um, it's not going to be me, but
0: you think that he's, uh,
1: off, he's off his gourd. All right, so let's
0: let's talk. Let's bring this That's down to brass tacks. Brass tacks. Uh, who's going to win this primary? Who do you think is going to win this primary?
1: I'm consulting the magic eight ball. The magic eight ball says, "Reply hazy. Try again later."
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: It's too early. It's 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 it's. Uh, have we even reached the deadline for registration? I don't think we've reached a deadline for registration. Somebody else yeah. could jump into the race. Yeah,
0: I always thought Kathy um, would jump into this.
1: Right now, um, I, I mean, Vote did a lot of groundwork in his last campaign against Bongino. Um, he's, he's, again, and it's already established as somebody who can win elections. Um, Howard has the Bongino people and presumably Bongino's support being his former campaign manager. Yeah, but he
0: hasn't endorsed him.
1: Problem is, um, it's very rare that you see campaign managers actually win races on their own. Um, there's, there's, there's a reason they're campaign managers and not candidates. So yeah. I, I don't know enough about Howard to know if the rule applies to him, yeah. but I mean, it, it did, it did not apply to Rahm Emanuel. So we will see what we will see. I think it's gonna um, come Homer's
0: down to I mean, based on money, grassroots, organization, social media, I think it's gonna come down to Hover Howard and vote.
1: And maybe Baker Baker's got some I mean I was aware of I was aware of Baker's existence, which is my way of saying I have absolutely no idea who they are beyond their name. Yeah. I was aware of his existence before he got into this race. Maybe so Baker. he's got some he's got some half. I mean if Ficker's gonna pull in the normal whatever he pulls in, provided he's not disqualified for all of his illegal sign activities. There's a lot of legal um,
0: signs, illegal signs placed. I've called a lot of people that have that. Look, I, I'm a curious person, so being the curious George that I am, I
1: uh,
0: uh-huh. I picked up the You're phone a, and
1: you just happened to call the places with thicker signs, just yeah. on the luck.
0: Robin's a dick. He hates me, and I and I don't feel I don't feel much. Uh, I don't feel much love to yeah. him, but uh, him. yeah, no, he doesn't like me, and, 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 and he doesn't. Uh, and look, I called him out, and if if he, you know, he acts like a jerk to me. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm not gonna take his crap. He's kind of a bully, but then he's he, he's funny sometimes. Like I, I just laugh. I mean, he's he makes me laugh. He makes me giggle like a girl, like a little girl, because he, he laughs. He just says silly things that make me laugh. Yeah,
1: you didn't have to tell me you giggle like a little girl. I giggle. I I, I I I I didn't need to know that. I just I just didn't
0: Robin Ficker makes me giggle because he's uh he's like um I don't know. He's like the P.T. Barnum of politics. The goof. P.T.
1: P, P. Barnum was a successful goof. He was a rich goof. Yeah. He was not Robin Ficker who's running for Western Maryland because Western Maryland is Western Maryland on Western Maryland. <laughs> he said he never um, but, met a
0: Western Maryland that, that he didn't like and I'm thinking Robin, that's a lie. You hate me.
1: He hates tons of people. Didn't didn't you or Beasley pull up or Eric Beasley pull up that he got kicked out of West Point because <laughs> he kept because he kept hating like like he wasn't hitting on the nurses who were fixing his broken leg. No, he, he, he was like he was like yelling at them and he kept racking up the merits. He even yeah. mentioned that at, at the debate he says when I was sent to West Point, I was like, but I'm sitting there thinking. And then got kicked out because you were a giant dick to the nurses. Like, sure, you weren't, like, like and, sure it, and, it's and, and it's not even, and, it, and it's not even, hey, you know, you, you you had your libido going a little too high. Yeah. And the nurses were attractive. He was just, like, yelling at them.
0: You know who's a nice guy? Who's a really nice guy?
1: Bob the Angry He's... Gremlin? No? Wait, never Bob...
0: mind. Bob? No. Chris Mason's a nice guy, but... <laughs> Chris, may, I like. I checked out twi- his Twitter account last night, and I'm um, reading this stuff. I mean, he's like, he's all in for Trump. He's he's telling. He's like, you know, you need to support people that are Trump. And he's during the debate, he said that he's going to stop all. He likes to stop all legal immigration, including you know like the Irish and the Italians, which are my family. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> you know, we Italians, we worked hard. We we may not have uh we may not have been you know the brightest bulbs but uh we worked hard and you know we carved out a little slice of the american dream for ourselves so that's okay
1: but even 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 more than that you know keep out the ferners is not a winning platform it's not a, it's not going to be a winning platform even among uh, uh people who live in in the hill even, even even the people who live in hill country who you know, might actually be backward enough, it's assuming yeah. these people hypo, even hypothetically exist. That wouldn't that wouldn't win with them, because it would be enough of them who say, "Well, you know, I remember when my great grandpappy came to this came to this land, came to this country, came to this state. So I don't want to lock everybody else out." You know, it's it, that uh, this this, this Trump esque, and we're going to be great by kicking everybody else in the face. It, 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 it's not a winning platform. I still say that there's a better chance that Trump supporters get arrested at the Iowa caucuses for disorderly conduct than Trump actually wins the Iowa caucus.
0: I'm going to go to New Hampshire. Um, I'll be there during the the primary. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen?
1: I, I know that Rand Paul is not going to win in New Hampshire. I know. No, that I know. His his, right. his 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 space is basically dried up. That's all right.
0: Spread. I'm okay with that. Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, Cruz 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 has positioned himself as a as a reasonable alternative. Um,
0: Although, maybe. Um,
1: Clinton's Trump gambit has already paid off. It sucked all the oxygen out of the Walker campaign. Sucked all the oxygen out of the Jindal campaign.
0: Jindal, please. I mean, it,
1: that was a. It, it, It cleared a good space for uh, for Clinton. I mean, she no longer has to worry about running against an established, accomplished governor who can actually demonstrate that he's pointing the country or pointing the state in a different direction.
0: I think Clinton's going to win. I do.
1: uh, Well, if she runs against Trump, she'll win. If she runs against Cruz, she's going to lose.
0: You think? You think so?
1: Cruz is too slick for Clinton to successfully paint as like an immigrant-hating, monstrous...
0: Cruz is smart. Bled out. But he gets on my nerves because every time he opens his mouth, I feel like I'm in church.
1: You know, I've I've listened to him when he's not giving speeches in front of um, evangelical audiences, and he does take a different tack. Right now, he's just reaching to, to the deeply religious Iowa voter. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's you feel obligated to, to, to sound well, like he belongs there.
0: We'll, we'll we'll do another show on presidential politics, and I'll have you on, and we'll do this. But uh, so think about this: um, the the CD six debate overall. You know, I I think the next debate in Frederick County will be pretty good. Uh, it'll be an improvement, but uh, this whole red Maryland thing, <laughs> That's this whole a low red bar right there, yeah, uh, this. You know that Matthew Foldy and Cat O'Connor I think did a great job, but look here's the deal. Um, we got about a minute and thirty seconds left. Uh, Red Maryland they had an agenda. They wanted to go after Ami. They're they're still doing that. She's uh,
1: <laughs> they went after they went after Lawler because he was the biggest threat to Hogan.
0: Yeah, but who's uh, during,
1: their candidate? The group, that's the question. Like they didn't—they didn't actually tip their hand that Hogan was was paying them or paying Nugent at any rate. I mean, mm. we, we 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 still don't know for sure whether they were he was paying anybody else. Uh, they, I don't they, know. They were adver- they, they uh, Stephen got an email copied sent to him uh, a while ago. Uh, that cost them their relationship with the sun where they said, we'll use all of our platforms, including the Baltimore sun <laughs> uh, to, to plug your candidacy. Yeah. They don't control it. If you buy advertising, they don't control any advertising on the Baltimore sun. Yeah. So they're going to use this platform on the Baltimore sun. They're all just right. going to be writing promoted, like sponsored content. Well, this, basically.
0: This was fun. We got to, we got to do this again. We got 20 seconds left. This is a lot of fun. I I appreciate you coming and and spending the evening with me, and uh, let's let's do this again soon, and we'll we'll get together, and, and this is like coffee talk. We have fun. Bye. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, listen, let's get together. This is fun. We'll have some cigars sometime on the radio. Take care. Bye.
1: Don't have to convince me.
0: <laughs> All right. Bye.